When fishes flew and forests walked, and figs grew upon thorn, some moment when the moon was blood, then surely I was born. With monstrous head and sickening cry, in ears like errant wings, the devil's walking parody on all four-footed things. The tattered outlaw of the earth, of ancient crooked will, starve, scourge, deride me, I am dumb. I keep my secret still. Fools, for I also had my hour, one far fierce hour and sweet. There was a shout about my ears and palms before my feet. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Agios Dose. My name is Bill Dykstra. What you just heard was G.K. Chesterton's poem, The Donkey. It is from the perspective of the donkey, the one that Jesus rode on his entrance into Jerusalem. He's saying that, yes, though his race has been a pitiful one, he had this great climactic moment where he, stubborn though he was, became an instrument of God's saving work. This Sunday is the Feast of Our Lord's Entrance into Jerusalem, and it will be our topic today. We have been doing a series on the Sundays of the Great Fast, and this one wraps it all up. However, if we are going to talk about this feast in its entirety, we have to first expand our scope. For today is part two of a two-day commemoration. Today is Christ's entrance into Jerusalem, Palm Sunday, but yesterday was Lazarus Saturday. On Saturday, we read John 11, 1-45, and Sunday we continue with John 12, 1-18. This is a dual event. The crowds of people in John 12, the children who laid down palms before the Lord on Sunday, well, this frenzy is generated in John 11, when Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. It's a social tinderbox that explodes. When the great crowd of the Jews learned that he was there, they came not only on account of Jesus, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. So the chief priests planned to put Lazarus to death, because on account of him, many of the Jews were going away and believing in Jesus. The next day, a great crowd who had come to the feast heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees and went out to him, crying, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel. Now, before we go further, the fact that this one scene comes after the other, this is not the only reason the events of Lazarus Saturday are important to Palm Sunday and to Holy Week. It is hinted at in the quote from Scripture we just read. And for commentary, I am relying on St. Theophilic de Vord. He says, On the tenth day of the month, the Jews take the sheep, which will be slattered for the Pascha. And from that time, they begin the preparations for the feast. Therefore, six days before the Pascha, which is the ninth day of the month, they make a bountiful dinner, which they consider a prelude to the feast. Coming to Bethany, Jesus also dines. To emphasize the great miracle of the raising of Lazarus, the evangelist says, Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him. So the events of the Passover directly coincide with what's happening in Christ's own Messianic narrative. The raising of Lazarus from the dead at that specific time had its place, 
more people witnessed directly to the miracle that would have not otherwise seen it. Here is your neighbor or loved one, one who is dead a few days ago. Yet now you're rubbing elbows with him at supper. His rising also foreshadows Christ's salvific moment to come. He's therefore gathering a crowd so that all might see it take place. As all this excitement mounts, as we have already seen in scripture, Jesus rides in on a donkey. This fulfills the prophecy of Zechariah 9.9. Rejoice greatly, O daughter Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter Jerusalem. Lo, your king comes to you, triumphant and victorious is he, humble and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Also, let's not forget the cheer of the people. They are shouting, Hosanna. Theophilic explains this, quote, From these words we may infer, first, that he is God. For Hosanna means, save now. As it is written in Greek, in the 117th Psalm, according to the 70. There the Hebrew Hosanna is rendered in Greek as, O Lord, save now. The power to save is God's alone, and to him are addressed the words, Save us, O Lord, our God. From many passages, one must conclude that Scripture attributes salvation to God alone. End quote. Theophylact further explains the imagery of the donkey. Quote, His sitting upon an ass was also a symbol of things to come. Being unclean according to the law, the ass represents the uncleanliness of the Gentile race, upon whom Jesus, the Word of God, sits, subduing like a colt this insubordinate and uninstructed people, this new race, and leading it to the true Jerusalem once it had been tamed and made obedient to him. End quote. In Theophilic's assessment of the passage, the donkey is you and I. Yet it is only you and I if we are, as Theophilic says, subdued to Christ. Now this is not the only symbolism going on in the story. We also have this act of palms being laid before Christ. Theophilact has a few answers for this. Quote, As for the palms, do they not indicate perhaps that he who raised Lazarus has become the victor over death? For palms were answered, awarded, rather, to those who are victorious in games and contests. End quote. This would seem to be consistent with the passage from Zechariah citing that the king comes, quote, triumphant and victorious, end quote. Theophilic further posits that the psalms were, the palms, were the tallest trees around. In order to get to the foliage, you have to be a skilled climber due to the tree's sharp spines. Palms are a reference to the fruits of having a perfected soul and attaining great heights. Theophilic says, quote, But when he has arrived at the pinnacle of knowledge, he will be met as if by the widest palm shoots, by the bright light of divine knowledge and the revelation of ineffable things. So let's bring all this symbolism together. There's a donkey representing the Gentiles, stubborn and unclean being mounted by Christ and ridden down a path of triumph, of divine enlightenment and revelation, and into the holy city, the true Jerusalem. Just as the Feast of Bethany mirrors the Feast of the Passover, 
This gesture mirrors Christ's saving work and ministry to our souls. And maybe here is the great reveal, that this has been our journey all along during these past 40 days, a journey that is now coming to a close. Through the mortifications of Great Lent, Christ has tamed an ass. You are now ready to travel with him into Holy Week. It was a year ago, after Lent 2019, that I decided to start this podcast, and we've traveled through various stories and saint lives, all of which describe, in one way or another, what happens when a soul draws near to Christ. Perhaps here we see the analogy of that dynamic playing out with Jesus and the donkey. You may want to discredit that as being too whimsical, but I would disagree. We ought not take ourselves that seriously. For now, at least, we will be taking a break, a little break, from the podcast, but we will be committed to posting on social media throughout the summer, but nothing during Holy Week and Pascha. Um, It should be a time where we're maybe unplugging, despite being at home and having nothing to do but plug in. Uh, We can still pray and we can still be reverent. So you can expect to see stuff from us in the future. And yeah, I've had a really great time. So wherever you are, have a very great Holy Week and a very blessed Pascha. This has been your Daily Dose of Agios. Thanks very much for listening.